0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff and management.
1: Welcome to Living Well with Ann Beale. Our show is a health show, a lifestyle show and an empowerment show rolled into one. Get ready to hear some stories of success, healthy living tips, and suggestions to get motivated and live your best life. Now, here is your host, Ann Beal.
2: Welcome to the show. Today is April 1st, April Fool's Day, but we're not going to tell any April Fool's jokes or try to trick you today, are we guys? No, me? No. <laughs> this is Ann Beal here, and I have Sandy Smith and Renna Connors. From Mandalay Realty. And we're going to talk today about tips to help you live well when you are living in your home, looking for a dream home, or put, getting your house ready to sell so that you can move into your dream home someday. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. Nice Thank you for having us. us. Now, I don't have a lot of knowledge about how you guys ended up together as team realtors, two women. That team up together, Connors and Smith, because your sign has both of your picture on it. Smith and Connors. Go
3: Scott, ahead and say it. Scott. I'm Scott. Oh, Scott. Did I say Smith? Yes. She, she says, My twice. friend is Sandy Smith. <laughs> I am so sorry. That's okay.
2: Oh, okay. Sandy Scott. Thank you, Rita. Okay. okay. My friend's probably going, gosh, she's just like me. She's a real turner. She's Sandy Smith. These women do a lot of high-end um, selling and buying for people so I wanted to have them on the show because they're very successful and they live very well um, and
3: so we wanted to hear from them today now where are you from Rena? I am from Greece originally from Crete my hometown is Heraklion. It is what? Heraklion. How do you spell that? Uh, oh gosh in English I-R-A-K-L-I-O-N. Okay cool. That's so that's where I'm originally from yes my mom is full-blooded Greek So that's where I was born. So how long have you been here in the United States? Well, without giving away my age, um, I've been here for a long time,
2: like 35 years. 35 years. Okay. Yes. Because we wouldn't want anyone to know how old you are. No, exactly. Okay. So you came from Greece, and how did you end up in Fort
3: Worth? Oh gosh, long story, but we first ended up in Fort Worth because my dad had a job transfer here in Fort Worth. So, And I was, I think, about 10 years old when we first moved to Fort Worth. Wow, job transfer from Greece to here? No, we kind of moved all over the country, oh, okay. so we lived in various places okay, yes, okay. so where do you live now? I live in Keller You Texas. live in Keller Yes, okay.
2: and um what did you? Did you go to high school in Keller, or where did you go to high school? No, I went to high school
3: in Rapid City, South Dakota. So you have moved around a lot. I have moved around. We have lived everywhere from California to New York to Ohio to South Dakota. We've moved the majority of my life.
2: So do you think that's helped you in this field as a I think it place? has. Yes, I think it has. Because I know where we are. People are from everywhere because of the airports and the railroad companies and, you know, American Airlines. And we have people from all over and other countries as well. So you would run into these people when you're doing
3: your business. Yes, that's actually kind of a funny story because whenever we get a lead with a foreign name, I am the one who gets them. You get them. <laughs> Yes, because Andy always will text me or call me and say, hey, I can't pronounce their name, so you're going to have to talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> and so you do. So yes, yeah, so I get most of the foreign people. Okay. Because I'm used to it since I'm Greek. And the majority of my family doesn't even speak English.
2: Well, and, you know, I think that you would have a completely different taste than Sandy as far as you guys would know by combining your skills and your backgrounds and your knowledge. You would kind of have much more to bring to the table for people.
3: Oh, sure. That's definitely true. I mean, I think two is definitely better than one. And Sandy and I are are very opposite um, (laughs) as far as personality wise, but we're very similar as far as business sense. Except she's more the problem solver than I am.
2: Are you the dreamer? Or are you the risk taker? What do you think? Oh, I think I'm more the risk <laughs> taker. So. I'm more the salesperson. <laughs> oh, you're the, more the salesperson. Yes. Sandy's yes. so They're nodding. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. You keep her grounded? I do. Oh,
3: good. <laughs> yes. Somebody has to keep me grounded. <laughs> Got to so, reel her
2: back uh, in. <laughs> so, Sandy, where are you from? I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. You're from Tulsa? Yes. Okay. That's why you often remind me of my husband. He's from Oklahoma. Okay, So, I see that. So, when did you move to this area? I moved here in 2001, September of 2001. Oh, okay. So, you haven't been here that long. Now, where did you move from? Tulsa. Tulsa. Yeah. (laughs) So, you didn't go from California to South Dakota to Greece or anything like that? No, I was born and
4: raised in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I graduated from Union High School, and then I went to Northeastern State University to get my um, teaching degree, and then I moved
3: here for a teaching position teaching. Mm -hmm. So what did you major in, Rena? Well, I was a pre-law major. Pre-law? Yes, but I ended up going into the teaching field as well, and that is how Sandy and I met. So you were in the teaching field
4: how long, Sandy? I taught for seven years, and then after my first year of teaching, I decided I wanted to go back to school to get my master's degree in administration, and that is how Rena and I met. But I did teach for seven years, and then I was a principal for one. You were a
2: principal? Yes. I, I just don't see that. <laughs> I think I've totally gotten to know you guys a different way. I, and seeing you as teachers, I'm just, I totally didn't know that.
3: So you taught for how long? I taught for 14 years. I started teaching in South Irving for the first two years. Um, loved it there. Loved those kids. Wish I could have taken them with me. But unfortunately, it was too much of a drive every single day uh, because I did live in Keller. So I ended up getting on with with, um, with Keller ISD. And I taught there for 12 years before I went into real estate full-time. So was she your principal? No, she was not my principal.
4: (laughs) (laughs) We met in our first master's class. We ended up taking our master's program together.
3: And that's how we met. Well, so how did you go from that to real estate? Oh, gosh, that's kind of a long story. But an old friend of mine back in, oh, gosh, probably a good nine years ago, ten years ago, uh, flipped houses and so that's how I got into it helping him flip houses and I never thought that I would become a realtor Um, but he said hey you know I need a realtor go get your real estate license and help me out so that's what I did and it was probably the best thing that I have ever done and for a long time there I used it kind of as a supplemental income because it's just my fifth. it's me and my 15 year old um uh, I have a daughter her name is Arden anyhow um So that's how I got into it. So I didn't get it. So I I went into real estate from a different angle, from the investment side, from the flipping property side. And then afterward, I moved from Las Colinas to Keller and just started getting a lot of real estate business. And that's how I actually got into the residential sales. So because you know how to flip houses, that would help you with people who are trying to get their home ready
2: right yes definitely mm-hmm. oh wow mm-hmm. okay so you how did you get into it sandy well <laughs> i
4: had i have uh, four children and after i had the twins i could not keep up with the schedule of being a full-time principal yeah. you're the first one to get to school your last one to leave and so i decided mm-hmm. okay what am i going to do Serena so says Sandy, why don't you go get your real estate license and help me? Because she was getting really busy on her own. So I thought, oh, geez, no, thats I'm not a salesperson. I'm just not the salesperson. So she talked me into going, and I went, and it was probably the
2: best thing I ever did. So it was Rena that got you into it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. You have four children? Yes. And twins? Yes. Okay. So how old is your oldest child? Brent is 18, Caitlin's fifteen, and the twins are six. Oh goodness! Okay, so you have your hands full. Yes. Is this is the realty business a way that you can? Is it easy? Or I shouldn't say easy because I know right now you guys are crazy busy. But is it easier than teaching to have a realty business with a family?
4: Well, I, I look at it this way: when I'm teaching, uh, you get you get a different type of reward, and when you're look when you're working in real estate. It's, you're working with people. You're getting to help people get their I mean, make their dreams come true and move in these houses. And but I get to do that all around my own schedule. You know, my kids are very busy. They keep me very busy. But I can schedule my appointments around my family.
2: Yeah, I would think you so, could. Is that this? You agree? I do. I agree. It um, does cut
3: into family time quite a bit. It does <laughs> cut into family time a lot. I mean, there are many a nights that my daughter eats by herself or has to wait until eight thirty until you know a dinner is prepared. It does cut into into that, um, but I think it's, it is rewarding on a different level. It is. You know, you're you're dealing with a uh, dealing with adults and families versus uh, versus kids, and um, but it is still rewarding. It, it is very rewarding. It, it
4: feels good to help somebody who think they, you know, thought that they couldn't get into that house, and then w- once they move in and their family moves in, they it's just the smiles on their faces, and it's kind of amazing. Then, then they think that you are this great person because you helped them get into the house, and you are just doing your job. But you do start developing relationships with those people, and they call you. Yes, know, you and definitely do. They do you get invited to parties, and, and it,
2: that's cool. Yeah, it is. I know for us looking for a home. Um, you know, in selling this home, I had so many people say that why are you selling? That is a dream home. It's a ranch, and you've wanted this and your vineyard and your orchard. It's just a dream. Why would you sell your dream home? And I said, I have lots of dreams, mm-hmm. lots of dreams, and and it's really been fun looking at a house by the lake or a house up in the hills or, um, you know, just driving around and seeing house with hot tub and a cabana and, you know, a pool and a grill cook chef area outside. And, you know, and so or, or having land up to the lake is so cool. And so it has been fun seeing all the different kinds of homes there are. And it's been very exciting. And so you guys helped kind of bring it down and kind of keep your focus on what you want your what you said your dream was. Cause you can get really distracted looking around. Yeah, sure, yeah, of course yes, you, you can. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> today I told Jim, look at this lake house. It is only like, look how cheap it is. It's and he goes, Yeah, because the well run dry ran dry. I'm like, but it's on the lake. <laughs> and he goes, But there's no water. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, big problem. <laughs> it's so pretty. We could dig dig a well. We could just have him drill a well. And he goes, Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I'm not being very grounded, right? Yeah, it,
4: it, that's important when you when you start to, and you're helping a person start looking, that you sit down and you talk to them. You know, what are your must haves? What are your needs? What are your wants? And then as they're looking, remind them, this was your, this was one of the things when we sat down the first day. This is what you wanted. These were your necessities. Are we sticking with those necessities? Because you might be pre-qualified for three hundred thousand dollars, but are you comfortable with that payment? Yeah. You know, so you've really got to keep people grounded. And this, you know, this was the original plan. Let's stick to the... Let's try to stick to the original plan because otherwise they become house poor and we don't want that.
2: No, and and the plan for, you know, for us selling our house, like many people, you have a plan. You're thinking, oh, this is what I want to do. And then you sell your house because I had a friend who you know, dreamed of, you know, just paying her house off, just being able to sell and then buy her own home. And then she got out looking and she bought a house over on Eagle Mountain Lake and ended up paying more than when she sold her house, like the house she was in. And um, and I, I remember coming to her housewarming thinking, I don't even understand why she moved, right? you know, mm-hmm. and, but I didn't ask. I just know that what she had told me, and had talked about was not. So, you know, I don't know what happened. But my thought was, you know, she got carried away. It's like going to an auction. Yeah. <laughs> you just keep bidding, right? <laughs> yeah, and exactly. All those choices. Well, that is so exciting. I do think that right now in your business, I know you guys have been extremely busy. So is spring normally the time that you are the busiest? This past year has been kind
4: of odd. It's been busy most of the year. Um, it's never There's never been a lull, really. But... The spring is normally when it's been the busiest. You know, it picks up a ride right around spring break is when you start seeing the busy time and then it starts fading off towards the end of September
3: is typically what it what happens. This year has been very unusual. The, yeah. the, the market the last couple of years has been unusual. Um, you know, when you're selling quite a few homes in December and January, I think we've had one month where it was a little bit of a lull and that was September and, and since then, we have been extremely consistent on the amount of houses that that we've been selling every month. So I think a lot of it, though, has to do with the fact that inventory is pretty low right now. That means not enough homes out there for sale. That's exactly right. There's not
4: enough homes, and there are a lot of buyers. Well, we got you know we have major industry moving in in Plano, so that that changes. People in Plano are trying to move, and you know we have Amazon that just got built over here in Alliance, so people are moving in right. for those jobs, and in the Alliance area has starting you know, just to boo. And they built two hospitals. So they, the profit yeah, values are just exactly. skyrocketing. They're building the new high school over here, Northwest mm-hmm. Eden, I think is the Eden. high school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're building that high school. So, you know, this used to be out in the country mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. now it's not.
3: Well, there's no place else for <laughs> no the movement to, to go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It has to grow out this, this direction.
2: So, yeah. so that is why there's not enough inventory. Mm-hmm. It's just, so it's not this
3: way everywhere. You think? No, it no. is not. Mm-hmm. Okay. We have investors from various places throughout the United States, and they definitely don't see the same trends that we're seeing here. And that's why they come here to do that. Mm -hmm. And that's the Dallas-Fort Worth area in general is
2: skyrocketing. Yeah. Well, that is really interesting. So how do your kids handle this with no lull and real t- real estate right now that you're so busy continually throughout the year.
3: <sighs>
2: well, or or your spouses. I mean, are you married? No, I'm not married. And you are married? Yes. Okay. So how 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 do they handle that? <laughs> well, my husband travels quite a bit, so he's not home much.
4: Um so I'm very blessed to have my parents. My father mm. lives in the same house that we do, so he picks up a lot of slack and then my mother Oh, she's like the clone of me with with the kids. So I have everything covered, but you know, I try not to miss out on the important things. You know, there's there are non-negotiables that I don't miss. What are your non-negotiables? Because
2: I've seen you always go to volleyball.
4: I do know that that is a non-negotiable. So you're always at volleyball. I, I don't miss. I do not miss practices, and I do not miss games. Awesome. How about you?
3: Who, non-negotiables? Well, it's, it's different, I think, because Sandy is married, and she does have a large family, and, and really it's just my daughter and I. Right. Um, we try to have dinner together every single night. That's awesome. And even if that's at 830 at night, we we do try to do that. And thankfully, she has some good friends around the neighborhood, so she goes to people's houses quite often and you know, is hanging out with her friends quite often, so that, that helps. Yeah. And my sister also lives very close by, so she is always there. That's wonderful. You know, to to take my daughter or to go run and do something with her if need be. Well, you guys are very fortunate that you live near family. Yes. And, um,
2: and that is one of the things that, you know, I see with people who really live well. They often live near family. That's probably true. And mm-hmm. so it's more of a support group. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. The support of each other, helping each other. And, you know, I know all families aren't like that, but it is great when you do have them for support, especially when you have children.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) It's so awesome. That's great. Okay. So um, I was wondering what you could tell people that are thinking about going into teaching or thinking about going into real estate. You know, um, I never thought of
3: teaching as being a great background for going into real estate. Well, I think it is because with teaching, you learn how to deal with so many different personality types, you know, the, the quiet kids, the kids who are outgoing, the kids who, you know, who may be from a single parent family, the kids who are super talkative. I mean, you, you learn all the different personality types and that does help with real estate because you're able to gauge the people, you know, we have, and, and it's kind of funny in this business because like, I'm very outgoing. And I'm the talker, and sometimes I talk way too much. You know, so Sandy will kick me or slap me so and say, you know, be quiet. But um, you do have to gauge. If if I'm with older people, typically I try to step back a little bit, except for that one time. <laughs> we do have a very <laughs> funny story. Can we tell you a funny story? Well,
2: we could do that after. We'll do that after the break because okay. I don't want to miss out on that. Um, and I'm sure it's really funny because every time you tell me a story, it cracks me up. Yes, So when we come back, we'll talk about how you guys, you know, what you think is is great for people who are going into both fields, you know, and some ideas of how they switch off or anything like that. And then we want to really help people who are out there and thinking about you know, putting their house on the market um, or going to be looking for a home or getting their house ready just to really help them with tools to do it well and um, not get caught up in some kind of pitfalls that happen with people in this field when they try to do that and um, and if they should get a realtor or not. So we want to talk about that when we come back and we'll see you back here with Living Well. All right. thank Thank you. Thank you.
1: Most married men experience frustration because there are things they want from their wives but don't know how to get them. Nothing seems to work. Desires are unfulfilled, fantasies unrealized, and relationships become stagnant. Men are desperate today for a richer, deeper, more satisfying and intimate marriage. Dr. Jim Slaughter teaches men how to have the passionate, fulfilling marriage they've always wanted. Call 817-991-4964 or email jslaughterphd at yahoo.com to begin transforming your marriage. Into what you want it to be.
4: Mothers and daughters have a unique relationship. There are trying times and loving times. There is joy and there can be heartache. Listen for Communicating from the Heart The Empowered Mother Daughter Relationship. Your hosts are Elizabeth Lutz along with her daughters, Danielle and Melissa Schoeniger. Come with them as they share an open and honest discussion to help mothers and daughters everywhere strengthen and support their own relationships. Listen Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment.
0: It's time to access your magic. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed.
1: You are listening to Living Well with Ann Beal. We'd love to hear from you with comments and questions about the show. Please send us an email to ablivingwell at gmail.com. That's livingwell at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's show.
2: Welcome back to Living Well. I have Sandy Scott and Renna Connors, realtors for Mandalay realtor, Realty, um, here today. And we are helping you if you're looking for a home. Um, do you choose a realtor, not choose a realtor? Or if you're thinking about putting your house on the market, how to get it ready. And um, they're going to give you some tips so that you don't fall into the problems that some people have come upon. And so we are just here to help you live well today. And um, if you would like to sponsor the show, we do have partnerships available and we would love to hear from you. And you can get a hold of us through ablivingwell at gmail.com. And we would love to partner with you to bring wellness to the world. Thanks, guys. Good to yeah, see you thank back. You for having thank us. Thank you. We were just talking about um, how teaching and realty kind of go together, it seems, for you guys, they, yeah. naturally. And I had never considered that. And I think that's so cool. If there's some people out there who are thinking about becoming teachers
3: or becoming realtors, do you have any suggestions for them? Patience. You have to have patience in both <laughs> professions. You know, whether you're, whether you're, obviously, teaching requires a lot of patience. But with the real estate, you have to have a lot of patience, too, because you are oftentimes juggling a lot of stuff and with real estate I think they're they're you're juggling even more because you're on time limits and you've got you know contract legal documents that you're dealing with and so and, and a lot of people when they see a realtor do their job they're like
4: oh she didn't do that much for me and you're like you have no idea what we did behind the scenes we're right. getting a fragment of what really took place well and so where do you learn to be a realtor
3: you have to go to real estate school now, how long is that? Well, I did the fast track program, which was, um, oh gosh, six weeks on every weekend for six weeks. But that was only because I already had to do, we we already had degrees. So
2: you had degrees. So mm-hmm. if you already have a degree, you can do a six week.
4: Well, you get credit. You get credit for your degree. And if you don't have a degree, then you have to take extra classes.
2: So how long would it take if you don't have a degree?
4: They, they changed it recently. They've added a couple other Courses that you have to take, so I'm not quite sure. I'm not exactly
3: sure, to be honest with you.
4: Do you think a year? Oh, no, (laughs) no, I think it it depends on how dedicated you are. If you just go bam, 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 take the classes back to back, then you're going to get done probably within a month or two.
2: Oh, okay, so it really doesn't take that long. No, no, it
4: doesn't. Now, why
2: not a broker? What if you want to be a broker?
4: You have to be a real estate agent for a certain length of time years four, four years, years. Yes. four years four years you have to have done so many transactions different types of transactions um what else you have to, oh you have to take the you know more you have to take, have to take to a bit ta- more classes and you, take a and test. Ha- you have to pass
2: another test so you take yes. a real estate like state test right or something like there's that. a there's a national and a state portion okay so why would someone want
3: to go on and be a broker? You know, that's a good question because we've thought about about it. I actually have paid for it already, have all my paperwork in and all of that. I've taken all the classes. I've done all that to become a broker. And I have a clearing to become a broker, I think, through next December. But unfortunately, I don't have time to study for it. And the test is very time consuming. Okay. Um, It's time consuming just because you have to know a lot of information. And with real estate, the laws change. You know, not every law, but things change progressively every year. And so, is it,
2: um, is it? Do you make more money as a broker?
3: You know, not necessarily. I think the only time you really make more money as a broker is if you decide to open up your own brokerage and have people working under you. Okay. Which that's not really something I'm I'm interested in doing at this point. So,
2: would that be what Mandalay Realty is? It's a
3: brokerage. Yes. Yes, oh, it is okay. a brokerage. Yeah. Uh-huh. And we work. We work for Mandalay Real Estate. I got you. Okay. So, so if
2: you wanted to start your own kind of real estate business, per se, company. Yes. And um, then you would hire realtors. Well,
4: you don't really hire... Every realtor is independently... Their own business, but they yes. have to be sponsored by a broker to make sure that they're doing things correctly. And it, it's kind of like um, it sounds like it's a accountability, even it's, like
2: insurance and things like that. Sure, you have a, you know, yes.
4: I mean, they're they're there to make sure that you're doing things right. You know, awesome. if you have a question or you you know you have a concern or you have issues that come up, you know, you can always call your broker and ask for help. Um, that's I guess the broker is there for, you know, those types of
2: things. Well, and I was wondering, because my mom was a realty realtor uh-huh. and my husband's dad was a broker. Okay. okay. And so, you know, we've always wondered what is the clear difference between the two of those. And if people are wanting to know, that's helpful. Yes. Okay. So let's get into what would really help people out there. Um Now, Do people hire a realtor or not hire a realtor? Because I've seen um, around our neighborhood when houses go up for sale, Mm -hmm. some people just have um, different kind of selling on your own. But there are even some companies that help you sell on your own, right? So what are the dangers of that?
3: Oh, well, we've had to clean up a lot of those messes. We have had to clean up a lot of messes from people who thought they did not need a realtor, um, whose contracts were completely messed up and, and people don't realize that that realtors they're used to drawing up the contract they're used to looking for for problems you know they're they're used to that i have a friend who is still battling a pretty sticky situation right now because she had a realtor draw up some con- a contract for her um on a lease uh, owner financing type of deal And unfortunately that wasn't going well and the contract was not, uh, written up properly. So she's been going through a lawsuit now for about the last year trying to fix that and to get herself out of that situation. Um, oftentimes people think that they can do the contracts and, you know, they, they don't need a realtor. Oh, you know, we want to save 3%. So we're just not going to get a realtor. And so they do go with these companies who give them the option of, using them pr- almost like a, like a broker. They're representing them and they're a limited service type of provider. Um, so and- basically all they do is put it on MLS for
4: them. Yes. They put oh, it on the multiple listings. Yes. And then the private remarks that realtors can see, it says do not contact agent contact owner. And it has a number on there. So the people are calling the owner for the information on their house to schedule the appointments and those types of things. You know, we, uh, you know, we get contacted a lot and says, "Hey, you know, I'm a for sale by owner. I've sold my house. Can you help me drop the contracts?" Right. You know, that's it, it's so much easier to have somebody do that that knows what they're doing than for you to try to do it themselves because you don't want to get stuck paying for something that's not your responsibility. Which is really the key, exactly. I know,
2: because um, you know, if someone sells their home and let's say they don't disclose everything that's wrong with the home, and they might not even think about it um, because maybe they haven't had their roof checked out, and mm-hmm. they but if they so if they don't know then and they didn't disclose it then they're not accountable I mean the inspectors should find that but let's say he doesn't if they don't know then they're not held accountable for that but that if if they knew something was wrong and they don't disclose it and it's not in the paperwork, then people can come back and force them to pay for that, right?
3: Yes, that happened to us about probably six months ago with a lady. We were actually, our clients were purchasing her property, and she did a seller's disclosure, but she didn't disclose everything she should have because she didn't have guidance. She didn't have an agent who looked over her seller's disclosures and said, hey, you know, you put this new roof on this house. What happened to the pre-existing roof? Um, And she didn't realize, the lady didn't realize, that you had to remove the roof first, the pre-existing roof first, before you put on a new roof. And she did not know that because the roofing company she used just went ahead and laid a new roof on top of the old roof, which is a fire hazard. Whoa. So our inspector caught it, and the bank appraiser caught it, and she ended up having to spend, you know, I think it was $5,000 to replace the roof a few days before closing. Wow. Wow. So I think that when you have an agent and you communicate with them and you can pick up the phone anytime and say, hey, you know, did am I doing this right? Or what happens if if this happens? Or, hey, I just have a couple of questions for you. It's nice knowing that you can do that. Well, with a limited service broker or provider, you don't you don't have that luxury just because they're not going to answer the phone. You've paid them basically $500 or $1,000 to do the multiple listing service or to put your house onto the multiple listing service mm-hmm. and to give you the documents that you fill out yourself. How do you even know you're filling them out correctly? Yeah, and that's the and danger. And they're legal it, it documents. The, yeah, it
2: is
4: the danger because it, it costs a lot of money to buy or sell a house. And if you're, if you're the buyer, typically the seller pays a title policy. Well, there's just a box to check. If you don't check that box, you're out $1,500 or more. You
2: know. So if someone just has you draw up the contracts and you charge you, you charge a percentage for that? We do, we typically do that for a flat fee. A flat fee. Yeah. Okay. But also, I don't think that people know that you can negotiate percentages depending on how much you do for them. Like if you sell their house and also help them find a house or different kinds of combinations like that, right? Well,
4: you can. It, it depends on what brokerage you work for. Okay. Some big brokerages don't allow you to do that. Okay. Um we're fortunate enough to be able to to negotiate whatever we wish to negotiate. Yes. With that, you know, we try to be fair. It's you know, everybody wants to save money and things like that, so we try to do what's best for our clients, and and we're able to do that.
2: Well, and it's so much easier today because so many so many things are on the computer. I mean, you know, to be able to, you guys don't have to do all the footwork that you used to have to do. You know, as far as finding homes that are for sale and all that, it's all so much is on the computer now.
4: Yes, it is. You know, a lot of times it, the houses are going so quickly that there's the websites can't keep up. So, you know, we're able to get on there, look in the mornings, look in the evenings, you know, to get those you know, when they first come on the market and get our clients to those houses. You know, a lot of times things are going, it depends on what area that you live in, but right. a lot of things are going into multiple offer situations. Well, what if you get yourself into that situation? What's going, to, what's going to be the winning bid? So you have to be familiar with the areas enough to say, okay, I think this will be a winning bid. We, right. You know, we don't want to overbid. We don't want to underbid. We want to get our client the house, but we don't want them overpaying for something that's not worth that.
2: Well, and I think everyone who's selling their house would like, Multiple offers, Mm -hmm. you know, that would be, and and honestly, it's happening
3: a lot now. It is. It's happening, but typically it's happening with about $200,000 houses and under. under. That's where you see the the multiple offer.
4: You see it it on
3: other properties too. Mm -hmm. It's really the price range
4: and the location of the house and what amenities that they have. But, you know, some locations, it doesn't matter what you have in the house. People just want in that area. right? So they're going to pay, you know, they're going to overbid. It's... I as a as a re, your realtor would advise people not to pay over to bring cash to the <laughs> table because you're you're paying more for a property than a property is worth, and that's not a smart financial move. Yeah, you know? and people don't that's always not.
2: listen, though, do they?
4: No, the, they don't. But I mean, at least I I can go to sleep well. Yes. <laughs> well,
2: Okay, so So. we know that's about whether you should hire a realtor or not hire a realtor or -hmm. how to do it differently and have someone write up the contract. Um, Have a realtor look over the contract and write it up. So what do you think if someone is thinking about putting their house on the market? um, Can you give them some tips about what they need to do to prepare for Mm -hmm. that?
4: One thing you want to do is you want to, you know, look around your neighborhood. What does the neighborhood look like? You want your house to look good. Really compared, you know, Mm -hmm. curb appeal is huge. When you pull up to your house and it's needs painted, or the garage door is crooked, or something (laughs) like that, or dented because you hit with a (laughs) car, yeah, yeah. And your landscaping is overgrown. You know, those things. Those people want to walk up to their house and your house and say, "Oh, I feel like I can live here. This feels homey." You know, so um, curb appeal is 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 a big thing. You know, uh, maintain your yard. You know, maybe your front door needs to be painted. You know, something like that. Add some color to the house. Add color.
3: Definitely add color.
2: Add color to the front of the house. Which can be hard in the winter, you know. And that's why I think that um, houses, for one thing, when the weather's better and it's beautiful out, houses sell better. But um, would you suggest flowers or you know, um, out here it's big to get knockout roses and put them out front. Oh yeah, they're because they're gorgeous
3: it's during gorgeous. the spring and summer. So, well, that's and during the spring. All, you know, but here. in
4: the in the fall and the in the winter, it's hard to make. We you, you can't get flowers to grow. No. The only so, thing you
3: can plant are pansies.
4: Exactly. So you get a pot of pansies and you put them on your front porch to make it something. Uh, you can just put a pot. You're maintaining a pot and not a whole flower bed. Yeah, that that's a great idea. Pansies. Because they do, they
3: last. They the last winter. through, yeah, they do last through the winter. But, and, and curb appeal is the number one thing. I mean, when people drive up to a house, but I have noticed though, as uh, you know, um, g- with clients who are looking at pictures of of the houses inside, that a lot of times they're o- they're kind of willing to overlook the curb appeal at times, depending on how fancy the house looks inside. So, if they see pictures and the house looks like it's been staged, you know, it's very modern, it's been updated they'll say oh we'll we'll fix the outside we'll plant some flowers whatever so a lot of it has to do with the inside of the house and you know the first um the first feeling you get when when you walk in into the house the i think in my experience and i think sandy will agree clutter is the worst thing that you can do when you are trying to sell your house clutter
4: clutter clutter and pet smells And smoking smells. And smoking smells. Those
2: are are the three things. Well, and it is interesting, you know, because if you've lived in your house a long time, you have no idea what it really smells like because you are used to that, right? And so when you guys come in, you immediately can smell it if Mm -hmm. you've not hung out with them for a long time. Sure, of course. Because I do know that the difference is I've had people say that their realtor never said anything, but I could smell it when I came in. And so I just wouldn't say, well, how long have you known your realtor? Because they've, they, they've come over for a long time. So you really want to get a new, fresh perspective from someone who has never been there. Mm-hmm. And you guys offer that. But yeah, smells and clutter. Because when we were looking through pictures, sometimes we were so amazed that the way the house looked on the outside, it just looked average. You know, okay. And then you looked at the, on the inside pictures, it was like, whoa, super great, shiny wood floors, just beautiful. It was just amazing on the inside. Exactly. And, and that's yes. why we went and looked at it.
4: Yeah, and pictures, you know, when you're listing your house, pictures are important. But sometimes they want to do it themselves. Which oh. is okay. Or they have a realtor say, Hey, let me just take these pictures with my camera. That's okay. So when you're looking for a house and the market is as tight as it is right now, just if if the house meets all your criteria and it just looks cluttered, or it doesn't the pictures don't look good, go look
2: anyway.
3: Well, because and clutter makes your pictures. Terms you don't know.
2: Yeah, yeah. Because I would think clutter would make the rooms look smaller or something. It just wouldn't look as pretty.
4: Well, it's <laughs> it's kind of like a great a wrapper on a candy bar. You know, candy you're going to buy the candy bar that looks the best, right? You know. So people, that's how you get people to your house. So it's important to have good pictures. But you know, some people just don't go that extra mile. So if if, if the house meets the criteria on paper of everything that you're looking for, at least go
3: look at it. Because sometimes it's really deceiving. I mean, there, there are times, you know, the photographers, we, ha- we always have a professional photographer take uh, pictures for our listings, but, you know, sometimes the they use wide-angle lenses, so they make a little tiny space look massive. Um, you know, so sometimes the pictures can be deceiving as yes. well on yes. both ways. Sometimes the houses look better than they actually do, or sometimes you want to go in and at least give the house a chance. No, but as far as clutter goes, you can't see the house when there's too much stuff yeah. inside the house. You can't see the real house. You cannot. And we have had listings where the house is very cluttered. And when we get feedback response from the showing agents, they'll they'll say, hey, we can't see the house. There's too much stuff on the walls. There's too much stuff on the tables. And, you know, and we just can't see what the house looks like. And our clients cannot feel their, what it's going to be like with their furniture in there. They can't envision it.
2: Well, and when we decluttered, we were thinking later, God, we hardly have anything left to move. (laughs) I mean, honestly, getting all the extras that you, like anything extra off the bookcase that doesn't look good and anything extra, we even got things out of the closet Mm -hmm. um, that I didn't actually ever wear to thin out what was in the closet. So it made the closet look bigger. Sure. And any extra junk we had stored in the closet, that was just too much. I mean, when, when people open the closet and look, you want them to see that it has a lot of room. But if it's filled up, they can't tell that. Correct. Um, And then just all the little um, statues or...
3: Knick-knacks.
2: Knick-knacks. Yes. A lot of Mm -hmm. knick-knacks. My husband can decorate like you would believe. And so we had a lot of... Little cannons or, you know, whatever. Canons. And so, canons, I know, like, <laughs> antique cannons, antique this, antique that. And so, we boxed up. I could not believe how many boxes that we used with everything. And our house looks immaculate. It sold the first day. And we had great pictures. And you guys do videos as well.
3: Mm-hmm. We do. The photographer that we use, they actually uh, provide us and the seller's links to gosh, YouTube. link to YouTube, to the multiple listing service, to Facebook, to Twitter, to um, LinkedIn. We can put the video anywhere, basically. And when you purchase the pictures, you also purchase rights to, to own those pictures and, and put them, you know, wherever you want in order to advertise. So that's been very helpful, and the videos really help.
2: They do; they help. I, I love it. I can't wait. I just want to get a copy for myself. So when we move, we have it forever because it it's just beautiful. The video and people were you know people were saying, uh, my friends, wow, that's a beautiful house. So what is it? Two million? One people said four. One person said four million. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm not even telling you, <laughs> They're like because they live in other places yes. in the world. And, um, you know, when I finally told them how much, they almost fell over. They're like, I'm moving there, and I'm buying that house. I'm like, cool, come. Yeah. Because so many people saw it, um, especially with social media now. You Mm -hmm. can put it out there. Okay. Well, those are really helpful for people getting the house ready. Anything else that you can think of um, that would help them? How about remodeling?
3: Well, you know, it depends on the situation with remodeling. It really just does. It, it depends on the, the seller. Some people don't want to get into that. Some people are, are perfectly fine with selling their house as is, in the condition that it's at, because they don't want to get into that. Because when you start remodeling a house when you're living there, it's it, it's a chore. You so know? I mean, there, it's, it is a, a tad bit of a hassle.
2: You mean like redoing like granite counters? or um, yeah, yeah, sure, of course. But how about simple
3: things like paint?
2: Should they
4: paint? You should retouch your paint. If you, you there's handprints on the walls, you know, retouch that. Go clean off the the light switches where your kids have dirty okay. hands touching the light switches. You know, clean that stuff off. Um, let the light in to your house. Make it look. Natural light, the better the more light that you have in, the better the house looks. Yes. People do not like very few people like dark houses,
2: so you want to lighten it up, and the paint could even lighten it up. Sure, of course, so <laughs> the
4: paint can lighten
2: it up. How about um, wallpaper? If people have, where do you not want wall? I mean, not that it, it's not remodeling so much, but if there's wallpaper like in the bathrooms, it depends on what the wallpaper looks like. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, if it's back
4: from the '90s, it's
2: got to go. '90s? That was such a long time ago. that's yeah. yes. antique. Yes, you know, but, I mean, <laughs> but some, it is right. You know,
4: people don't want to see that anymore. It, right. It, it's the the new age wallpaper that people want to come in and see if you have wallpaper. Some yeah. People don't even want mm-hmm. wallpaper. I mean, it just depends on
3: your. your it's coming back in taste. style. It is coming back in style, but the designers are using it. Uh, like for one wall as an accent wall. And there is some really neat wallpaper out there now. I actually was thinking about doing it in my house. But they, they typically won't do an entire room. They'll do just one wall as an accent and that's it. Okay. You know? So um,
2: I know that my husband touched up the baseboards. He touched up the cabinets in the bathroom. He actually mm-hmm. repainted the cabinets in the bathroom, um, which he paints so oh, for great. him it was it really brightened up the back i couldn't believe how much it helped the bathroom mm-hmm. um and we buffed the tile really yeah, well and the and tile and the grout and yeah you know
4: things that you typically don't do you need to do a deep cleaning you need to clean your mini blinds you need to you know clean your fans and oh and those intake vents
3: oh intake vents. air that intake that vents please, please <laughs> i will not allow people to purchase the house i
0: am just joking
3: <laughs> I'm just joking. No, but that is my pet peeve: is when those intake have vents dust all have over. dust. Because that just means that the air conditioning unit has been working very hard.
2: Okay. <laughs> so Rena says, clean your vents. Please, yes. Clean yes, your Sandy, vents. Sandy. clean those vents.
3: Okay, and well, clean the toilet area. Oh my gosh, and trash cans. Trash cans yes. need to be hidden or empty.
2: Yes. Yeah, so and it's funny because we did that every time my husband put the trash cans, whether they were empty or not, in the garage. And I was like, where'd the trash go? He put anything that, that, you know, he thought would impede in the garage under a box. And so, that's okay. You it, know, he yeah. just put it
4: away. But, you know, just, you know, and if you don't, I mean, that's a good idea. But if you don't, at least close the lid. Oh, and, he, and sure he, would, um,
2: he bleached the sink. And yes. my daughter, every time, because she colors her hair a lot, she said, Mom, I have to bleach the bathtub. So she bleached the bathtub before every showing. And so it was like, so the house smelled like bleach. No, it smelled very clean when people came in. But the smell, when you talked about the smell, um, how do people get rid of the smells? I mean, I know you can replace carpet, but what if you don't do that?
4: Oh, well, it depends on what kind of smell it is. I mean, pet smells are horrible. They're
3: horrible.
2: They're
4: horrible to get out. I mean, you can't just shampoo your carpet. And that's what a lot of people think they can do. Because they're used to living in that house and they don't notice the odor. But if, if, if you have a lot of pet urine on the floor, it gets it sinks through the carpet and onto the cement
3: and to the, and to the pad. And yeah.
4: And then you have to, you know, pull up the carpet, seal the cement and then put your carpet back down. Otherwise, the odors are going to creep back in.
3: So best
2: case scenario would be replace the carpet. Now, what if they don't have any carpets and you know nothing like that? And they would they just use like scentsies or candles or well, you do, I mean, what's a Febreze like? What are they? Well, you don't <laughs> want when I walk into a house and if I get that
4: overwhelming scentsy smell, I'm like, what are they hiding? You know, right. so they're yeah. hiding something. I agree with you, Sandy. <laughs> you know,
3: and no, oh, no apple cinnamon smells. Those are the worst <laughs> smells. When you walk into a house and it's it it smells like. Cotton, linen, uh, like cotton. linen, something <laughs> fresh. That that's the smell that 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 clean smell is the smell that we're going for. That, the that apple cashmere cinnamon.
2: woods that you can get. You can get what it is it? At Walmart. What cashmere is it?
3: Cashmere woods. Cashmere
2: woods. Oh, yes, so some like smell. smell. So some natural yes, smells. Exactly. You know, and that's funny because my husband was like, "We can't get any food smell." Can't be. Exactly. And yet, no food smells. Now, pot roast, having the pot roast going yes. was a suggestion. Sold, for, you that mentioned was that. not mine. I, every house I've sold, I've had a pot roast in the oven. A pot roast pot in the roast oven in or the in the crock pot mm-hmm. smells that. And I had mm-hmm. never heard that before when you guys said that. We ate a lot of roast. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I had never
3: heard that before until Sandy said something. And I
2: heard, so. I heard about bread, having bread, cooking, yes, uh-huh. baked um, cookies. Baked cookies. Baked cookies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of houses we looked at, they had cookies. And a lot of them had cookies. So if we went from open house to open house, cookies, 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 right? Um, We put out wine from our vineyard and fruit from the fruit trees um, so that everyone would would lose their senses and buy the house. (laughs) So those are great suggestions for someone putting their house on the market. Um, Is there anything else about putting your house on the market that would be helpful that you can think of? Oh, that could take a whole day to talk about. Yeah, that could that. take yeah. a long
4: time. You know, I think it's really up to each individual property. When we go into a property, yeah, you, do, you, know, you have really to take, you know, it's it's each individual case is what you're looking at when you walk into the house. So
2: they should listen to their realtor and do the things the realtor suggests if right. they can afford
3: to. Yeah, we're not trying to hurt their feelings. We're just trying to sell their house. Awesome. And we're not trying to get them to spend a lot of money because sometimes it doesn't involve having to spend a whole lot of money. You know, paint and a little bit of time, the, you know, thats it's not really all that big of a deal. We don't expect people to go in and remodel their houses. We expect for them to be decluttered. We would like for them to smell clean, you know, so that when people walk in, they see a nice, open, appealing house. And brightened up. Mm-hmm. And brightened up.
4: Okay, and, cool. And, and please if you have a yapping dog, you've got to take it with you. because <laughs> When you show the house. That is, when you take a client into a house and that dog's in there, yip, 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 yip. Uh, I mean, you're just like, we got to get out of here.
3: Yeah, it's annoying. It is very yeah. annoying. And it makes it very hard for people to actually focus on looking at the house because all they want to do is just get out of there because they're sick of sick of the, the noise. Um, and so we're in and out of the house usually in five minutes. Okay, that's very helpful. Now, if someone is looking for a
2: house. What are some quick tips that you can suggest for them? The the very first thing they have to do is get pre-qualified. Pre-qualified. Because you can say
4: you can say, I think I can afford a hundred and fifty thousand dollar house. Well that is fantastic. Okay. How much how much is my payment gonna be? Well, I don't know. How much money are you gonna put down? What's your interest rate? Are you going FHA going conventional? There's a whole lot of questions that, you know, we can help you help guide you but we can't answer all your questions the best that you need to, you know, the best thing you can do is call a lender get pre-qualified that way he can tell you okay with this amount of house your payment will be about this that way you're shopping with that in mind and not I mean it, it really does really win you know we need to spend this amount we don't really need to go over our budget you know, what payment are you comfortable with? You know, that's
3: the first thing that you need to do is contact that lender. For sure, because sometimes people qualify for, you know, I had, I had a client who, you know, qualified for $300,000, but he refused to, to spend more than one twenty five, dollars because he didn't want the payment on a $300,000 house. So you have to ask yourself that. Yes. You know, okay, yes, I can, I, I can qualify for that, but can I have that payment? Am I going to be able to even work that payment and have a life?
2: You know, and and, and are, be able
3: to go out to eat if I want to, or
2: yes, because there are payment calculators on the on the websites now, mm-hmm. where you can go and try to figure out your payment depending on what it is. Um, where would people, if they don't know how, say they're new buyers? What would be the best way to figure that out? There's all types of
4: apps. You can go to mortgage calculator on, you can Google mortgage calculator. Google mortgage up. calculator.
2: Yeah. yeah. That would be great. Yeah. Okay. But they
3: also have to consider that their payment is also going to include their homeowners, homeowner's insurance and taxes. And sometimes that will boost their payment $500, $600 a month. Yeah, depending sometimes on Sometimes you're price paying of the house. more money for
4: that stuff than you are for the house
3: payment. For the house payment, depending on the school district where you live. Yeah.
4: So when you go to Zillow and it says your estimated house payment is
2: $500. That's Zillow.com.
4: Yeah, right? Zillow.com. That's not your house payment. That's all. That's your house payment, but Plus. not included anything. Not oh, including okay. your, you know, mortgage insurance, your homeowners insurance, and your taxes.
2: And there are websites that they can go to to find homes. They can Google that too, depending on where you live. Yes. Okay. So the best thing, first of all, is get pre-qualified. because the person that they're going to look at the house and they say that I want this house, Mm -hmm. they'll want to know already that needs to already be done, that they're pre-qualified. You'd have to
4: send a pre-qualification letter in with the contract, or most people won't even look at the contract. Oh, okay.
2: So that helps to have an idea. Because in the beginning, I just went out looking, Mm -hmm. and everything kept selling so fast. I was like, okay, I'm not doing this the right way. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's just selling in a day or two. It was crazy. Um, So that's very helpful. Now, how would people get a hold of you if they wanted to call you up?
3: Well, well, there's several ways. Yeah, there's several ways. They can um, they can call us, or they can, they can email yeah. us. Yeah. How did us they call you? Do
4: you want to give them the number? Sure. You can call Sandy's cell phone is 817-791-4419. And Rena's is 817-903-8224. And okay. we also encourage you to go to Zillow.com and search our names and... You will find information on us there, our reviews
2: and our oh. sale history and things so like that. So that's Sandy Scott and Renna Connors. Yes. yes. So they can do it that way. Mm-hmm. And yes, now, um, is there, do you have a website uh, or It's, anything? New, yeah. it's newcrestteam.com. Newcrest, C-R-E-S-T? Yes. N-E-W-C-R-E-S-T dot com? Yes. yes. Yeah. And you'll new, see their new pictures.
4: Newcrestteam.com. Oh, oh,
2: newcrestteam.com. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So, and they'll see your picture
3: Yes, the two will. of you
2: back-to-back, yes. running your home, you know your business. Um, and these are two very successful women, and they really know what they're doing. And so we really want to suggest, if you're looking for a realtor, um, to call them up. And they have such great ideas. And really, with um, their background and uh, and Renna's background in flipping homes and everything, they really know how to get your home ready to get it to sell. And they also know, because of that, when you're looking for a home, what is good structure If the house is sound, I mean, a lot of that stuff the inspector finds out later, but that's after you make an offer, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And so you can walk around and um, really know if it's a good quality house. Sure, of course. And so things like that. And so um, they really know their stuff. So I want to encourage you to um, consider hiring them. Um, Anything else you guys have to say before we end today? So we have about five more minutes
3: about buying a home just well yeah actually right now I think it's important for people to know a couple of things and um, and that is that that the market has gotten pretty tight right now Um, and so oftentimes especially over the last year you really need to make sure that you have your closing costs as well as your down payment oftentimes Um, if a house is you know reasonably priced and has multiple offers, they're typically going to take the people who are asking for the least amount of money. So it's good to know, or good to think about maybe having most of your closing costs as well nowadays, because not very many people are paying those anymore. So how
2: many homes do you think? Because like, um, Do you think most people look at enough homes to really find what they really want?
4: I I think so. it, It depends on the client, but most people are like, this is what I want. I know this is what I want. And you can't really... Think too much, because if you think too much, your house is gone.
2: That's the tough thing about right now. Yeah. You know, and I know for me, I kept looking and looking, and contracts would go on these homes. And I, I just, and we would say, we, we can't, we got to pray about it. We can't do it. We have to wait 24 hours. And you just look at us like we were like,
3: uh-huh, okay, well, it's going to be gone. Yeah, no. They do. They, they Everything is moving very quickly. Yes. So If you're going to pray, you better do it quickly and <laughs> Quick. say, God, I need a decision in five minutes. Or pray Six ahead months. of time.
2: <laughs> 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 pray ahead of time, you know, because a lot of decisions people make without having to pray 24 hours. Right. Um, and so, you know, I think things are going real fast and that can hinder. Sometimes you're getting to see enough homes. And I, I think I, I don't know how many homes i looked at. I, I can't even imagine how many. Um, and and, we, and we, we really feel like we found the home that we really want perfectly for everything that we need. And so um, we thank you for that. You we know? You're welcome. Yeah. And um, we just uh, really encourage you guys to think about your dream home. And don't give up. Just find what you want if you're going to look. Take your time. It will come to you. And uh, if you're in your home and you're considering getting it ready for for sale, I just encourage you to think about the things that Rena and Sandy have said. They were very helpful. And um, take your time and do it well. So when you put it on the market, how about the timing? It's very important is the timing. And so trust your realtors. To know when the best time and the best way um, to get it out there. And we just thank you for tuning in. If you would like to discuss any of this and send me your comments, again, uh, email me at ablivingwell@gmail.com, at gmail.com. And we look forward to seeing you next week. And thanks for tuning in. Thank you, Anne. Thanks, thanks for, for being here, guys.
1: Thank you again for joining us. Living Well with Ann Beale airs live every Wednesday morning at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We can't wait to see you again next week.